Okay, I am recording now. Okay, oh. I'm recording. Well, I I'm sorry, I just biffed my mic again. You're right, I don't right, know well. why you're shouting. <laughs> God's sake, honestly. <laughs> Can't have any me time. <laughs> no quality time at all myself. Honestly. honestly. <laughs> so, yes, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, to welcome. To I Don't Like to Moan. If you're new here, welcome. Mm-hmm. You're in for a lovely ride. Yep. If you've Buckle in. If you're not new... You've got too much time on your hands. So <laughs> <laughs> No, we love you. We love our fan. Fan fans, yeah. It is it is more fans though now, isn't it? It's going up in the world, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. It's an international success. <laughs> yes, lots of nice things happening across the globe. Thanks for tuning in. Lovely. Yep. How have you been this week in lockdown times? Yeah, I've been good. Time has gone by really quickly, which is good, I think. Just wishing your life away. (laughs) That sounds really depressing. No, no, I've been able to do things that I've never been able to do before. So that's exciting. You've broken the glass ceiling of crazy, though, because you've had many a week where it's been like, I can't do this. This is awful. And now you've come out the other side and you're like, right, I'm going to do all the things that I wanted to do. I'm going to crochet that hat all of those things we've always wanted to do and never got round to. So now, <laughs> now is, the, is time. the time. What about you? Any excitement? Well, we've had our, our podcast had a facelift. So that's very exciting. Amy Davis, thanks for the new logo. We salute you, Amy. Big shout out to Amy. Pop art and tacky was the brief. I mean, I'm the best client ever, aren't I? Imagine if a client said that to us for a project. Can you just make it pop art and tacky? Yeah. To be fair, if I got that as a brief, I'd be like, amazing. <laughs> you would yeah. love that as a brief. That would be your favourite brief. I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. great, thanks. <laughs> I don't want, can it Can it be more emotive? Yeah, I've been good. Uh, apart from I had one meltdown this week where I got visibly, physically yeah. angry. I would say it was a pretty big meltdown as well. Like it was a, it was a, it was an explosion. It was. No idea where it came from. I couldn't even take the dog out. I was yeah. so cross. Because she was being a knobhead on the street and I was like, well, you're not going anywhere. And then I took her back in because <laughs> she wouldn't walk properly on the lead and I was getting really cross. But um, I did I did come back from the dead. But you don't one. you don't know what it was caused by? What was it caused by? I don't know. I think I just got really, I just had enough and I just wanted to go to bed yeah. and I had to do things. Do you forget yeah. that? Other than that, it's been a nice, uh, a nice, a nice and all right week. I've been, I've been doing some lovely work for a reputable retail food brand who I hear when you told your friend <laughs> that I worked for, they said. They said, oh, are you, is, is Chris working the tills? It's <laughs> really redeemable there. Tells you a lot about yeah. my skill set for I making should... content, which is what we're supposed to do, I suppose. That should paint you a picture of sort of where we are and maybe why you had a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Do they know me? Who said this? Yeah. Oh, what a blow. What a blow. Who was it? What a bitch. (laughs) What a bitch. I'm going to text that bitch. What's she doing? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, well, she can't, can she? No, she can't. That's the thing. She can't do anything. I think that's the thing as well. And she had a rough week this week of not anything in particular, but just going out of the small house that is her mind. So... (laughs) Um, and it is small yeah Mm -hmm. going absolutely nuts so i think the thing about it is everybody goes in phases so somebody's like i can't take it anymore this is too much and then you know another person's like okay calm down and then the next week that person is like i can't take it anymore this is too crazy you know it's sort of like it's sort of like a spiral isn't it yeah no that's true i do i think people have their have their turns of um 
of mania. So I had one this week. Yeah, yeah. you did. You as did. I was working on the tills at a supermarket. What a bitch. <laughs> can't believe that. What a joke. It's almost hard to update because you can't really have experiences per se, can no. you? And it's hard to remember what happened this week. I don't know if you find that, but it's hard to know, you know, what made this week different. Nothing, really. Yeah. (laughs) No. I was at home. (laughs) Huh? What made this week different? Nothing. There's no geographical goalpost to remind you of where you've been or what you've done. I have to look at my diary and even then I'm unenthused. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I don't know what that means. But no, all good. Quite, quite happy. Quite happy. Terrified of going back to whatever the new normal is or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. My favourite this week was, I thought Anne Widdicombe, who is that hundred year old gerbil that just turns up on TV or on reality programmes, you know. She said, it's down to the young and healthy to get the economy moving and get them out to work. And I'm like, it's all right for you being like 200 years old, some ancient old hag that gets paid to just go on TV and be a rent-a-gob and say horrible things. Yeah. That's your job. But yeah. you want some people to go and work in Asda, do you, to keep the economy going and put their lives in the hands of you and yeah. your sort of like ideas of how things should work. I'm like, how, how dare you, for one, your yeah. cow? Like, I can't believe that. It's in the hands of the young and healthy to prop your old arse up. Yeah, what a exactly. bitch. Everybody's trying to sacrifice somebody else. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like culture and the economy, for want of a better word, is basically just a bonfire and we're all just throwing a body on here or there. Like, oh, go on, it's your turn. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. The thing is, though, but there are also like incredibly badass old people like Prue Leith off the Great British Bake Off who also said, I'm 80, so if it's between a 20-year-old and me dying, take me. And that's, you know, the attitude that you need to have. People's lives need to be, need to come first. You know, it's not fair to expect somebody to go and restart the the economy when there's no vaccine and there's no cure. The only thing that we know at the moment is staying indoors and protecting ourselves is the is the safest option. So, you know, what do you want to or do? Or apparently COVID's not even a thing either, is it? It's all, um, yeah. we'll get onto that later, kids. Yes. I mean, I, well... Isabel will get into it later and I'll just chime in when I understand what the hell is going on. But more about that later. Yeah, should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. Our regular spot for the week is our um, dumb bitch of the week. Now, this week, you literally just could have put any word into Google and found a dumb bitch of the week. It has been a week. That's the problem. This week was like too much. It was too much. Anyone and everyone has not just done a stumble and stubbed their toe. Everyone has like weed themselves and <laughs> fell into a bin. Like yeah. nobody has just made a tiny mistake this week. Everyone's done some really shit. Yeah. So we went a bit rogue instead. Dumb bitch of the week goes to Charlie Tether. Yes. Whose article on sustainability yeah. for Glamour magazine is yeah. anxious to buy clothes right now? Here are the 10 most popular lockdown fashion rental items. Oof. I have no, I have no, no explanation needed on why, why this is chosen, but. <laughs> no, we don't even need to discuss it really, do we, to be honest. But my favourite bit is. But really, have you found yourself longing for an excuse to put on a great dress or somewhere to carry your favourite bag? Uh, no. No. My priority has been trying to get through the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What a knobhead. 
Like, what a knobhead. And also, though, I did some research on Charlie Tether. She's a fashion editor at Glamour magazine, and she is the only permanent member of staff on the fashion team at Glamour magazine. So there is obviously nobody to limit her ideas or her creativity. No. So this is as good as Glamour magazine gets. So oh, she obviously commissioned this, and they're like, I'll just do it then, yeah. I mean, that sums it up, doesn't what it? What kind of world must you live in where... <laughs> You think that an article on sustainability in a world where everybody is running around trying yeah. desperately to pay their bills and get their shit together is to recommend renting a dress off Stacey Dooley and sitting inside wearing it. Also, the, my favourite quote is, it's amazing to see these influencers and celebrities sharing their wardrobes for all to enjoy. Everyone wants to feel closer to their idols and we love that we can allow for this in a way that means people can consume fashion more consciously. I just find it so amazingly tone deaf. Tone deaf. It's like you're singing the Star Spangled Banner and you're supposed to be singing Pavarotti, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm also kind of like, I wouldn't mind, right, if this article was an advertorial. So if people had paid for her to say this, but no, 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 this is what she thinks is the right thing editorially to tell people (laughs) during a time where you can't go outside, where you're kind of like really worried about where your neck paycheck's coming from, what's going to happen to you, blah, blah, blah. But she thinks that renting a dress for £18 a day off Stacey Dooley and being glittery in your living room is going to solve all those problems because you've been dying to take a snap on Instagram, apparently. I mean, it's just so... What kind of world is this bitch in? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I know. And can we join it, really? Because it seems lush. (laughs) I mean, the cat's out of the bag, isn't it? I'm just jealous, really. I'm like, I want to know how... Sure, she has got to this sort of cognitive level. Yeah. She's a much higher being than all of us, I feel. Yeah, her delusion is so strong that, uh, you know, it really encapsulates, uh, you know, what we all should be thinking. I'm kidding, obviously. I'm obviously kidding. I'm not. I'm just just jealous. (laughs) I'm actually kind of going on. The problem is that a lot of journalists, you know, I think are struggling to, to find things that they can that they can talk about and i get that you know it is really hard but there's like get better journalists do you know what i mean yeah yeah, find better commentators if you're struggling for what to say then just get someone else like do you know what i mean yeah 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 i'm not i don't know why i'm trying to excuse this people are just like lucky to get dressed have you showered today congratulations you win a medal you're doing great. Maybe I'm just really out of touch, but maybe this is how people are feeling. Do you know what I mean? Maybe people are like, this is a really wonderful idea. Also, her bio, though, on the side says, fashion editor willing to sell her soul for a good bag. Yeah. But yeah, so Dumb Bitch of the Week definitely goes to Charlie Tether for just talking utter shit. You win our coveted our coveted award. Um, and, uh, you know, we hope that you're proud. Yeah, we're <laughs> proud of your audacity. But our first endeavour into the news this week is just incredible. Yeah. There is nothing to moan about on this one, really. It's all joy, joy, joy. Apart from... Uh Uh-oh. Anybody that knows me knows that Eurovision is a very, very, very important date in my calendar and a general existence of myself. I believe it's possibly the most important night of the year because for anybody who does not know it's actually the longest running peace project in the world yeah eurovision was started after world war ii to bring europe back together and look at where we are now got loads of countries not from europe so what's that about but anyway yeah 
That's confusing to anybody who who's not European. The fact that Australia can be in Eurovision is confusing. But it's also amazing because Azerbaijan, who's not in Europe, did have an entry this year with a song called Cleopatra. And it was about whether she was gay, straight or something in between. Oh, okay. So we would have missed out on that. You know, the world wouldn't have got that. But speaking of missing out on things, so Eurovision was cancelled this year. I did turn on the alternate broadcasting. Oh, it was unwatchable. It was unwatchable. Oh, Jesus Humphrey Christ. Yeah. It was like content on steroids. I was like, I can't. I don't want my memory and future memories of Eurovision tarnished by this one year off of tat. Just yeah. people singing in the front garden and, you know, sat on the computer in their pajamas having a sing song. I was like, no. It was so weird. And I don't know why they just didn't play the full songs. They didn't play the full. They just showed like a little snippet of each song. And then, you know. It was just an odd choice of something to do, you know, like there there's so much that they could have done and they just did it in the weirdest way, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it was crap. Yeah, that was that was the outcome. It was crap. But what has overshadowed this whole farce (laughs) is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't even get my words out. Yeah. Is Will Ferrell. Yeah. Has made a Eurovision movie. Yeah. For Netflix. Which is so funny because in America, we really don't know what Eurovision is. And the fact that Will Ferrell not only has found out about it, but has decided to make this this film about it is very funny. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Now, on the grapevine, I just hear it's about basically an Icelandic duo, which is Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell trying to woo over... Europe by their song Volcano Man and I just think it's the most wonderful treat we could I mean also I don't really like Will Ferrell as you know yeah that's why I'm surprised that that you're this excited about it because I didn't think that you liked him at all I I don't like him no but I just think this is the most wonderful thing and I can't believe I didn't think about it about (laughs) writing a Eurovision movie it's because you're why didn't we think of this I don't know it's what be- the hell, man? It's because you're too um, wrapped up in one day being a contestant on Eurovision. Yeah, I'm too busy 364 days of the year planning for the party on the one day that it happens. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, my dream is to actually represent the UK or any other country that will have me because the UK is on its last legs. Is yeah. To represent at Eurovision and do a bit of a sing song. But yeah. I don't want to be a musical artist afterwards. I just want to return to my normal life. Yeah. So maybe I'm too close to the subject. You're too close to the subject. You can't you can't make something, you know, un, in an unbiased way because you're no. trying you're trying to be a contestant. Also, I'm obsessed because I've never heard you sing out loud. Like I've never heard you sing sort of in front of other people. Oh, I can't. That's not true. You can sing actually. You can sing really well. I heard you sing you did karaoke once. One time we did karaoke, and to be fair, we were both very much in the bag. But yeah, you you did a really good job. Thank you very much. I think if I did a sort of parody of something, I'd be fine. Yeah. But if I tried to hold a, you know, if I was like a character actor in song, I think I'd be fine. Yeah. But if I was trying to do a like, you know, a Celine Dion jobby, I don't think I'd be any cop. You're not necessarily the person for like a rousing ballad, but yeah, you could do. 
Leben, Leben, nein, du, Lilo, eins, zwei, sieben, sieben, nein, du, eins, zwei, drei. You could be that, you know. You look like you're vomiting. Well. <laughs> my song is going to be called Nil Point, and I'm going to fight my way out of zeros. I don't know what that means. So, so nil point is the thing that all acts fear at Eurovision because you zero zero points basically. Nil Ooh. point. Ooh. Yeah. So it's gonna be so it's going to be very meta. Nil point. Oh my god! Are you sure you want to go meta at uh, Eurovision? I don't know if that's the uh, that's the audience for it. I don't know. I think the only way that anybody British can win their way back is to be very, very, very self-deprecating and very self-aware in that self-deprecation. Yeah, because they haven't done great. The la- yet last year's entry was shocking. I mean, we're shocking every year. I mean, we've sent Bonnie Tyler and she couldn't even win. So I think yeah. you've got to send like a novelty act of sorts that is kind of like very aware of its own shitness, yeah. which is me. So yeah, anybody who would like to um, co-write Neil Point with me, uh, send in a voice note. Send uh, in a voice note. Yeah, please. Yeah, this, because I didn't even know this was in the work. After sort of like getting involved with the alternative broadcast, this I found and it made everything okay again. And I think it's the biggest joy I've seen in ages and I cannot wait there's at least something good that's going to come out of this. Otherwise, there would have been no Eurovision love whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Eurovision was a mess, but at least we've got this for June. That's the, <laughs> um, that's the follow-up. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, and that's not that far away. You know, it, it will be June 26th in no time. You know, we probably won't even remember what happened in the time between now and June 26th. <laughs> so... You sent this to me as a joke, but why Why did you think it was funny and what, what made you choose this one? And wait, wait first, read the, read the title. Yeah, so coronavirus tracking app exposed cheating couples in hotels documentary reveals. Yes. South Korea is the one that got a hold of it and got their shit together and yeah. now they're fine. Yes. Um, so there's a documentary on it. However, one of the reasons why that they had their app together was a coronavirus tracking app. <laughs> Which basically just yeah. violates all your human rights, I suppose. Sort of like if you wanted to have a little affair or a little like Jimmy <laughs> with somebody else or whatever. Forget like, or it. Any, Forget any it. remote activity that you'd done that other people did not want to know. Yeah. Thanks to coronavirus, <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. I think that's what I find really brilliant. So anything that you've done, anything. Yeah. It must put, uh, this must have put the willies up everybody. I mean, it's, you don't have to be doing something illegal, but like maybe just you want to have some personal time, but forget it. Nobody can have any personal time anymore. You're at the whim of yeah. a computer. You know, like you found in sick one day because you couldn't be asked. Yeah. And then they were like, well, you were at Wimpy having a burger with Sarah. And you're like, oh, God. You know, how stupid are these people? They know they've downloaded this app. And yet they're still trying to get away with having an affair. It just goes to show that nothing can really stop people. Because they'll just continue no matter what. You're clearly being traced. And That's yet also you're great, still isn't it? Like- I'm going to get found out. Well, I don't give a shit. I'm going to stick it anywhere I want, thanks. I mean, how do you feel about it? Because it does pretty much violate all of your human rights and privacy for the greater good, per se. What is more important to you? I wouldn't download it because it provides the government too much power. 
And time again, they have proven they they are not to be trusted with that much power. You know, that amount of data is worth so much money. And if you can sort of track people consistently, mm-hmm. that that's too much. That's too much. You can't. Yeah. No government can be trusted with that amount of power. I'm sorry. So basically you're saying, sod the greater good. You're more important. <laughs> That's fine. I agree. I'm like, ain't nobody know my, mind your business. That's <laughs> Listen, I think how we're doing it is fine. Staying inside, that seems to be working. I'd rather do that than have, you know, the government tracking me. That sounds so nefarious, doesn't it? Yeah, going through your dirty laundry. Oh, you know. Finding someone else's knickers by the look of it, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Like, who's are these drawers? Like, oh, I don't know. No don't way know. am I downloading that tap. You know, unless they conscript people to do it. But even then, you've got a bit of luck with me doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got no chance. No, no. I don't. They can't legally make you do it because that would be a violation of sort of, as you say, human rights. Because everybody has seen this article or has seen articles like this about sort of the yeah. fact that, that affairs are being found out. The UK is going to be like, no, 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 no. We got too yeah. much to hide. <laughs> we got too much yeah. shit going on. Affairs <laughs> are one thing. Yeah, hiding a sweatshop in your spare room is quite another, isn't it? You know what I mean? Which is pretty much what some bitches are doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know. yeah. I bet the person that made it was just somebody that got like dumped a jilted like, no, lover gonna catch you all out you yeah. sods yeah, yeah yeah exactly well i think maybe maybe the reason is that people just don't give a shit because all of their information is everywhere anyway i mean you could just follow somebody's instagram for a week and find out what they were doing well 100 percent, you know 100 percent. i love that there's somebody invented this app that traces everybody's movements you're like is it called instagram yeah is it called twitter so basically the moral of this story is and the sum up for this article is if you're in a waning relationship and you fancy a bit on the side you better get to it quick because <laughs> no chance soon if you want to stalk your other half don't pay a private detective yeah exactly wait for the government to do it for you <laughs> exactly. yeah save you some pennies exactly. mm-hmm. our next our uh... next i mean it's not an article <laughs> is it it's more just it's not new at all no it's because Silla black's dead when was this put po- oh the 8th of may so i mean it was posted quite recently but yeah it's the information is not new And basically, this looks like it's from a documentary about Cilla Black's life. Yeah. Now, if you don't know who Cilla Black is, she was basically a real behemoth of an entertainer in the 80s and 90s. From Liverpool, had her teeth insured, apparently, you know, because she was known for her teeth and her silly accent and whatever. Anyway, and she died not very long ago, which was very sad because a real institution. Mm -hmm. But this is... um, a clip from a documentary and I was so enthralled by it like a it's so weird yeah it's really beautiful it's also disgusting and so bizarre it's like, so I've weird never seen anything like it it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen it, hands down and so this person Matt Hooper has just said this video about how Cilla Black used to eat oranges covered in oxo does not end where you expect it to so basically Cilla Black's talking about how she used to Oxo cubes are like stock cubes, powdered yeah. stock cubes, yeah. not like a jelly. Yeah. And she slices an orange in half and then rubs Oxo cubes on it. I mean, it makes me nauseous thinking about. It's disgusting. I mean, rubs it's the Oxo cubes on it. thing I've ever heard of. Dirty, so dirty. <laughs> beef, beef stock cube beef over an orange. Stock cube rubbed into an orange, and then she's just biting down on it, like you know. 
It's just a regular snack for her. A regular snack. It's also her commentary is so weird because she's like, oh, isn't it beautiful? And you're like, no, it's disgusting. What's the matter with you? (laughs) Also, who told her that this was something that she should be doing? Because throughout the video, you you find out that she's been doing this since she was a child. So this is not even her idea. Like, obviously, this is not her idea. Someone else has been like, you know what would be delicious? Take, cut an orange in half, smear smear some beef stock on it, and then eat that for a snack. Said... No one ever. <laughs> the narrators, like the sweet and savoury combination of orange and oxo was Scylla's first taste of sin. And then she rubs it in and she's like, doesn't that look fabulous? And you're like, no, it does not look fabulous. <laughs> it looks disgusting. What's the matter with you? <laughs> but the thing is, though, the video, so you just think it's going to be this sort of quite regular tale of somebody doing something disgusting in their childhood. But then it turns into, it. she ends up having to go to confession yeah she's a major sinner for eating stock cubes on a friday on a friday you're not supposed to have any meat on friday and so why not because that's the rules of the catholic church you're not supposed to have any meat on friday you have fish on friday why do you not have meat on a friday i can't remember i mean i was raised catholic were you yeah yeah. Good God, tell us more about that. Never mind, Scylla. <laughs> I did not know that. Did you not know? Why do I not know these things? No. Yeah, I was raised. It's like when I forget that you're married. Maybe <laughs> yeah, you told me yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you always forget. Yeah, no, I was raised Catholic and then... Well, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> Look at the stadium. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the story. The reason that we didn't go to church anymore was was because one of the priests one day just wasn't there anymore he was moved and they told it us it was because he was an alcoholic but then you know after the sex uh you know the pedophilia came out he was on the the registry he was on the (gasps) list no yes come on my mom was born and raised a catholic from when she was you know her whole life until you know, probably well into her 50s and then stopped because of that. She was like, it's too horrible. She can't, she couldn't, she couldn't think about it. So I'm also sort of laughing at the fact that like he was a pedophile, but instead of just saying that, they were like, oh, he's an alcoholic. I love that that's the next best thing that you can do. It's a team of priests in a room being like, right, how are we going to PR this out? Right? Yeah, yeah. Alcoholism. Great. Yeah, great. that's it. Yeah. No, he's just a drunk. Yeah. He's not, you know, touching kids in the back. Wow. We, what a blow. Nobody ever told me um, if there was any kids at, you know, my church that had been molested. But, you know, the fact that he was sort of knocking about, you know, just sort of hanging out and being the, the local priest. I think that was enough for my mom to be like, nope. I'm out. Well, you'd hope so. Hashtag not mad, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, no, do you know what I mean? Like, good grief. How old were you then? It all came out, I guess, when I was maybe 17, 18. <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah. So I was... I was. So you weren't just like, you know, a good six years of Catholicism. You were in it for... Oh, yeah. ...till adulthood. Oh, yeah. I was uh, confirmed in everything. What does that mean? Confirmed? That means like you reach a certain age and then you're like, yeah, I accept Jesus into my heart. What? You're baptized when you're a kid, 
but that you don't really have you don't really have the will about that because you're a child so then when you reach sort of a cognitive age where you should be able to understand what it means to be a catholic then you get confirmed because it's like you saying that you're holy bananas well and then did you, and then at 18 were you just like nah I'm well out. when my mom was like nah i'm out i was like well if you're out i'm out you know like, <laughs> This shit has oh, always in this shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. like this shit has always God. been weird to me. I don't know. I thought I was doing it for you, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> your mum is the best. I love her. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I think your mum is like Lee Ralph and Sister Act too. <laughs> Just yelling out the window. Yeah, yeah. You better get your behind in here. <laughs> Just things like that. I know she's Singing not. She's probably really does classy. Not- but, yeah. Pay, uh, pay the, the bills. bills even if you have got talent yeah, yeah i do yeah, think yeah. that's like yeah, yeah yeah um well this took a dark turn didn't it it was supposed yeah. to be a jolly old silly story about Louise <laughs> and oxo cubes but it turns out that isabel has gone through the catholic church and come out the other side covered in shit yeah. so <laughs> yeah but but, it, no, but it was interesting in this story because like that is what the catholic church does so well the feeling that she had of severe guilt that she ate a beef stock <laughs> on Friday. Like she couldn't get over it. She couldn't get over that level of guilt that she had a beef stock cube on a Friday. Maybe the director was Catholic because like any other person would interview Scylla about her life and then she says this one sort of trite story about yeah. an Oxo cube and an orange and going to church and they're like, that needs to be a section in this documentary. I mean it's very important that. I would keep that in because it's so weird. It's so odd. The whole thing is odd. But obviously it stuck with her and maybe traumatized her, I guess. I don't know, because she's still sort of thinking about it and still eating these orange-covered or these OXO-covered oranges. <laughs> you know, like she can't get through it. She can't leave it. <laughs> like, also, does does OXO even have beef in it? I mean, that's... Or is it beef-flavoured? Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's just but, beefy. It's not that, even beef. That's the thing. Like, that's what's so interesting about it. She was so racked with guilt that she had had, like, a, a salt that sort of tastes like beef. I mean, Scylla, God bless her soul and rest in peace and all that. But, yeah. like, you know, she's an incredible icon. But please, I'm like, what were you doing, babe? And did no one even tell you? Did no one say, Scylla, this is not really that good for your pet? You know? <laughs> Well, clearly not, because she's doing it yeah. well into her 60s. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Beefy oranges. Did no one be like, that's disgusting? Yeah, yeah. Also, she was in the... She must have had, like, teams of assistants. Nobody went, that's dirty, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> not, not one person was like, ugh. What's the matter with I you? think that's what's really annoying. You know, when I get famous next year for Eurovision, yeah. people better keep me on the ground. I don't want, like, people... You know, I don't want to be defecating in people's shoes and no one saying anything about yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, you know I'll always be the person to be like... Um, yeah thank you very good just me sucking on beefy oranges and then you're like everyone's like oh it's just crispy and crazy yeah and you're like no that's d- dirty that yeah that's yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> please stop please so never think, do that again I, I think i might try and watch the whole thing because it looks really fab it looks incredible it looks incredible it doesn't really say yeah. what documentary it's from or how you watch it but i'm sure we can find it. i think it's just some tatty old itv thing or yeah something, yeah you know, like yeah, um, but what a treat! Um, so yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't know how to end it. Just no, that, you know. the sum up is, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. You can always do something disgusting with oranges. It doesn't matter how you're raised. Oxo cubes are filth. Yeah. That's basically yeah, the exactly. 
the ultimate yeah. the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate ending yeah. Yeah, yeah so thank christ though my articles are done for today because they were actually basically a, a eclectic mix of absolute nonsense so i do apologize everybody but i say that because i apologize profusely because we're going on to something which isabel will need to apologize for shortly and i will <laughs> caveat this before she begins yeah that i did try and read them in research and got so bored and exhausted that i actually <laughs> verbatim said you're just gonna have to lead and i'll chime in when i understand what's going on because i actually have no clue about what these articles are talking about okay but you were like we need to look at the conspiracy theories that are that are being flung around during this pandemic so yeah, but I thought you meant like people being like, oh, I found a ghost in my house and it stole my shopping. I didn't mean like this sort of stupid shit. Do you know what I mean? This is all very serious and complex. I was like, conspiracy theories like, you know, oh, a tin of custard started coronavirus that went off in the kitchen in 1986. You know, I don't want this. You don't want facts. You don't want facts. No, I don't. Conspiracy theories aren't facts. That's the problem. Fair. Fine. Fine. Well. So yeah. So I am. I'm. I am a backseat passenger here, okay. who is basically going to come and moan about changing the song on the radio on occasion. Okay. So basically, we're on Isabel's solo, solo effort here. <laughs> Go. Good. Well, the first one. The first one is. Imagine called... I just nap for half an hour. Yeah. Now. <laughs> you just. You just. I just rant from now on <laughs> uh, the first one is called coronavirus pandemic and the seven traits of conspiratorial thinking and but we have to the thing that I, the reason that i chose these two is that we have to do them together so i'm going to say what the second article is as well because they're they're intertwined and we need to just look at them both together so the second one is in Forbes magazine and called The Original Pandemic: Unmasking the Eerily Familiar Conspiracy Theories Behind the Russian Flu of 1889. So the reason that these, these two are interesting is because it shows that people who come up with these conspiracy theories think that they're being so out of the box and that you know they're thinking of something so new and so different and that the people who don't believe in their conspiracy theory are actually you know that they're sheep and they're following the rules and you know they they don't know what they're talking about but what are you going to tell me that they had 5g back in 1889 (laughs) and that's the end yes (laughs) <laughs> but it shows that all conspiracy theories are pretty much the same. And any conspiracy oh. theorist is pretty much doing the same thing that they were doing in the 1800s, in the 1700s, in the 1500s, you know. Oh, like, okay. Go on then. Like, oh, right. I'm in now. You know, right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm back. Like, I'm, le- I'm leaning forward. They're, they're all like, they're all like, I'm so different. And I'm such a great thinker. I'm such a, and you're like, no, you know, you are literally doing what other nut jobs have done for centuries before you. And, and they all follow the same pattern, right? It doesn't matter what you're saying. It's all been done before. And the first article is really, in case you are somebody, and I know that you've encountered this, has have I in our friend group, 
there are a few people who who do believe in some conspiracy theories. Some of our friends haven't just drank the Kool-Aid. Some of our friends have transformed into the Kool-Aid jug and yes. they're just bashing through walls like, the, hey, yeah, yeah, or whatever exactly. it does. You know when it comes through? Yes. That's some of our friends. Yes. They've lost their minds. They've now. lost their yeah. minds. So this first one is sort of to flag in case you've been duped by conspiracy theories, sort of to figure out, oh, okay, you know, maybe I... Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe I've been acting in a crazy way, and this is why. This is sort of the red flags, and this is what I should look out for. Is it just your medication yes. worn off? <laughs> this is my script. Number one, <laughs> did you take your tablets? <laughs> Number two, do you believe you're inside the television? I think this one is really good because it just it just clearly outlines the things that, in case you're sort of falling for conspiracy theory, what you should look out for. I think... The first thing is contradictory beliefs. So if you feel like someone is saying something only to be contradictory, red flag from the beginning. What? So if everybody on the same team, but there's some person going rogue. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So people arguing within their own sort of sector. Exactly. Exactly. So basically just everyone in the world at the moment. No, no matter what political side you're on, everybody disagrees with one another. So basically, everybody is a conspiracy theorist at the moment. <laughs> at so the- this is really, you know, this is really eye-opening. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really feeling like it's clarified for me at the moment. This better get good. I'm telling you. Okay. This is- so, <laughs> so then the second thing is, do they think that everything is faked? Are you sort of, oh, you know, suspicious of everything? You can't be suspicious of everything because ultimately you can't go into space and check if the Earth is flat. You know, you or I will probably never be able to go into space and check if the, if the Earth is flat. You cannot fundamentally be suspicious of everything. You will not be able to prove everything true but don't be squashing my dreams if i want to get a spaceship one day i might all right don't say i'm never gonna get there god some harsh truths here like Like you'll never get in a spaceship i'm like i'll do fucking bloody will now actually no i do agree with that one though yeah so like everybody's like every though i saw the uh, the um where was it there was a chap who went out to report on the sort of anti-lockdown protesters and they were wild and they were like, you're fake news, you're fake news. And yeah. he was literally tormented and harassed by these people in the street. And he actually went down to tell their story and sort of like give them really unbiased yeah. coverage, but he didn't get a chance because they were just screaming their head off. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's yeah, people who are kind of like going full speed into a cul-de-sac. Exactly, exactly. Not weighing up the options, not thinking things through. You know, not that you could, should blindly take everything, you know, at face value. But there are some things you just need to trust as true. I do enjoy, I do really enjoy people, though. They commit their commitment to it. I love Which it. Which is number four as well. The conviction to something's wrong. And number three is nefarious intent. And I think those two go together. So you you don't believe anybody who tells you anything else. That's, you know, you need to weigh up the facts. And not everybody is against you. You know what I mean? So, like, you can't just say, no, everybody's against me. And I 100% believe that this isn't correct. I mean, don't you think, though, that basically a lot of this is just everyone? call me cynical but i feel like a lot of this is just everybody who's fighting for some sort of cause yeah 
I mean, this is all me so far. So I, I mean, yeah, I, I tried to convince you of of basic facts, and you and you fight me to tooth and nail. Well, I'm working on the tills at bloody Tesco at the moment, so you know, got nothing better to do with my time apart from give it some thought. You know, <laughs> bastard. Anyway, the last one is my favorite one reinterpreting randomness the second article really shows this if you see a pattern right you can find patterns in anything you know so you're like oh this outbreak is sort of similar to this and they were in the same place it must be that this outbreak is created by the Chinese government you know making these random sort of assumptions based on patterns that are not connected and I love that it's like you looking outside and being like there's a man out there clearly he's a murderer <laughs> somebody looks at you wrongly and they're like they're gonna throw that coffee on me and I'm like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. the reason why this is so prevalent and rife is because people are given onus and the availability and acceptance to behave this way and make a living out of it or make themselves a commodity out of it yeah you know we've yeah. got all these like crazy people you can say that now but this this other article proves that it's been going on for for years. Yeah. Oh, well, that's ironic, isn't it? Because I'm basically saying it's just a part of human nature, which I think now the whole idea of a conspiracy theory is something that is wacky and wild. It's just because we're in the middle of something that actually has something tangible to attach your conspiracy theory to. Whereas the behaviours of conspiracy theories, like this article is making out, is just general human behaviour. <laughs> humans are thick. And sorry, but like if yeah. you if you can make a job out of being mental, <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> You're in. You're like, listen, I'm going to set up some sort of conspiracy theory page and I'm going to be the next sort of herald of the, this conspiracy theory. And you're going to sort of follow all of this. This is going to be the opposite. Oh, yeah. You're going to, like, this is a tick list for you of what you should be doing as opposed to what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I'm like, clever lady. <laughs> Someone gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Someone says you've got a mental illness, make a living out of it. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the times we're in. The article on the Russian flu, you see one of the most famous uh, conspiracy theories of that time was that it was created in a lab. You know, same thing, same thing. Nobody has sort of progressed even the ideas. Nobody has become more creative in their conspiracy theory ideas. It's just the same. It's literally carbon copy. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. I'm like, <laughs> everyone's like, we're moving forward. No. We're getting better at life. You're like, no, no, no. no. Nothing changes, kids. I don't want to break it to you. But we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Human beings are as stupid as they've always been. We're basically just got different clothes on this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we used to wear rags yeah. and throw rocks at one another. Yeah. Now we wear Versace and throw... Rocks at one another. I mean, I do love things like this as well, though, because it does actually just put into perspective that human beings do think that they've evolved and they've turned to these amazing things and we've done so much stuff. And you're like, no, you're just as crap as you were 200 years ago. Yes. You have learned nothing. Yeah. Nothing whatsoever. No. All of these social behaviours and stuff, they're innate things inside a human being. Yeah. And the thing is, human beings want to be like other human beings because they want to fit in, ultimately. Yeah. So we'll all do dumb shit 
to get ahead or stay the same. Well, to to feel included, you know, to feel included. And then if you if you get a few people to agree with you, you sort of get that boost of feeling like yeah, you are correct maybe. You know, like you are doing this correctly. And uh, you know, sometimes that's all people need. They just need that little boost from other people and then they go for it. Full full percent. You know. And let's be real, some people should never get a boost. And I think what the worst thing is as well is that right now you think something like a national emergency might get people to take a bit of stock no. and go, is this right? No. You know, no. No. Still full tilt psycho. Still just out of, fully out of their minds. No. So, yeah, so that's great. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, what a treat. Thanks for spelling it out, though. You know, read through these uh, these conspiracy theories because they are pretty hilarious. The Earth's atmosphere is causing the pandemic you know <laughs> so just silence I mean, my face is like looks like a constipated arsehole yeah. I'm sure it's like, i can't be bothered either do you know what i mean i can't <laughs> be asked i want some nice news i want old lady has nice time that's yeah. what i want i want crazy person gets trapped in bath that's a great article that's a conspiracy <laughs> theory in itself there isn't it, it? Is. yeah there's it i'm like you're trapped in a bath <laughs> how because there is always an escape from a bath Sum up for you on this one is that I love it. <laughs> my sum up is oh right. My Great. sum up is that carry on everybody being an absolute <laughs> arsehole because it's keeping people like Isabel entertained. Yes, yeah. My sum up is that don't just follow a conspiracy theory because you think on the outside it's fun and it has some interesting ideas. No, it's crazy and you sound crazy when you talk about it. And, you know, don't try and and if you believe that, at least don't tell us about it because we are openly judging you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm judging you for anything. I'm judging you for just I judge you for being quiet. I judge you for rubbing your mouth. So you may as well just not do nothing. Go and sit in and not do anything Yeah. until you get something right. <laughs> until you get it together. Which maybe never. You know, that is a possibility. So don't worry if you never get it together. Just shut up. Yeah. But I think that's it. That's it. That's it. I think mine, my articles are much more joyous than yours for once. Well, usually I'm Debbie Downer anyway, and you're sort of upbeat. God, really? Is that how dynamic? I'm the upbeat one. I think that's so. That's a real blow. Usually you're like, this is an article about jeans. And I'm like, jeans will make you catch on fire. I'm like, I'm the happy one. That's when you know you're in trouble, isn't it? Yeah. It's like I once said... In a in a job, and I went, God, they're so unprofessional. And the person next to me went, When you think something's unprofessional, we're really in trouble. Yeah, we're it. It's Mayday. It's Mayday. The ship is sinking. Yeah, the ship is because I'm like the first person to be <laughs> running around like with a client hat on. Yeah, yeah. Eating toffees, shoving them up people's bums. You know? Yeah, and yeah. When I think it's unprofessional, you're really in trouble. Feel free, anybody, to uh, send us a voice note as well. We encourage voice notes. We'd love to get a voice note from somebody. Yeah. If you go to our page on Anchor, you can send us a voice note, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Which I find really wonderful. Uh, so anybody who wants to send a voice note or send in an article that you would like us to unpack for you and make sense of. Yeah. Because uh, that's what we do here. That's a service to everybody. It's it's the least we can do. <laughs> yeah. For your dumbass man. <laughs> if you feel like you're lost in the time yeah. in an editorial hurricane... Feel free to let us know and we will we will figure it out together. Yeah. We'll without do. you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with your sort of, with your thoughts in mind. 
Well, well. you know, it's our show, not yours. To set off. <laughs> but we'll see you in a week-ish. Depends when, yeah. Well, in a week. We'll, you know, we were, we were a little slow this week, but... But in a week, we'll we'll be we'll be back on your on your ears, in your eyes and ears. We will see you soon. Even I'm burping now. Okay. <laughs> oh God! God, what's Bye. going on? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, jokes. Bye. Bye.